Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. All right, fantastic. So this is the Luke Algevani Show. I'm Luke Algevani. I'm a journalist with the anti-media Occupied Democrats. I'm the editor-in-chief of a very popular online entertainment publication called WTF Magazine, WTFmagazine.com. I'm the editor-in-chief of Ruthless-Politics and formerly the political and national crime reporter for Examiner.com. If you want to check out my previous columns from that, you will find them on Ruthless-Politics in my archives. I am pretty much the most read leftist journalist in America on social media. There may be a few who are on the same level, but eh, it's, a, it's a small club, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you might notice from this program's previous seasons that we're not playing music anymore. That's because we're being charged now to play music because Renegade Talk Radio Network has grown so large. It's now listened to on every continent, even in Antarctica. We have scientists who are checking out our program now, and thank you very much for your patronage. We appreciate it. And we're not playing music because we're not going to pay $25,000 to play a simple tune for a few seconds in the background. But we do appreciate people listening and threatening to sue us. You can find these programs on iTunes, Google+, Amazon. This show is possibly being screened for iHeartRadio. Very flattering. I appreciate that. I have a special treat for you next week, next Tuesday... Um, Carl Higby, uh, former Navy SEAL, former congressional candidate, Fox News correspondent, and Donald Trump surrogate, will be on the program with me. We will be debating various topics. Going to make it a surprise for your Renegade Nation. And this should be very entertaining. It's been uh, Carl's fourth appearance on the program. And Carl originally got his start on Renegade Talk Radio years ago. Always glad to have him. Should be a bit of a bloodbath. Perhaps we'll insult each other a little bit. Uh, Carl is a trained killer, so I'll try not to insult him too much. But hey, you know what? Anything goes here at Renegade Talk Radio. That's why you're listening. So today, as I said in the introduction, going to be doing a little talking about Donald Trump. It really seems like Donald Trump doesn't even want to win the presidency of the United States. Come on. He's self-destructing at epic proportions. He insults the family of a fallen Muslim soldier. And then the other day, he kicks a baby out of a rally. These are not the actions of an individual who wants to win the presidency. As a matter of fact, after he insulted the Khan family, a new poll showed that individuals who are likely to vote for him, 35% of those same individuals are now less likely to vote for Donald Trump because he just can't keep his mouth shut. There was plenty of uh, information to show that had Donald Trump went on vacation and literally said nothing in the last few weeks, he'd be beating Hillary Clinton in the polls. But he just continues to run his mouth. He continues to be the idiot that I know him to be and any thinking person knows him to be. You want to talk about his economic policies or anything else? Just look at the way in which he treats people, ladies and gentlemen. Wonder what type of president he will be. Now, speaking about Donald Trump's stupidity, Renegade Nation... Did you hear about him asking questions about nuclear weapons the other day? Apparently, Mr. Trump met with a foreign policy expert a couple of months ago, and now information has been leaked about that meeting. And Trump asked three times in the course of an hour, if we have nuclear weapons, why can't we use them? As if, you know, you could drop a bomb on Iraq or drop a bomb on Afghanistan, and that would 
quell the sectarian violence that we've been seeing in the those regions for my entire life i'm sure your entire lives as well uh, it's very strange for mr trump to even have this close of a possibility to having the ability to use nuclear weapons and not understanding that nuclear weapons really are more of a deterrent than anything else they're not to be used in warfare there's an entire theory called the deterrence theory that America possesses nuclear weapons, so other nations don't use nuclear weapons on us, and vice versa. You can get into the concept of first, second, and third strike capabilities. And, ladies and gentlemen, are you really comfortable with an individual having the ability to, to use nuclear weapons unilaterally? He does not, it's, not a, it's not an act of Congress, for example, if the President of the United States decides that he wants to use a nuclear weapon, which, is a, it, which you'd think that something like that might be applicable, considering that for... The president declare war, he has to get the approval of Congress, even though there's a Presidential War Powers Act that allows the president to put troops somewhere for 90 days, and then after they're there, who's really going to make the president remove them? But that's not the point. The point is that Donald Trump just wants to nuke people for no reason. And as a matter of fact, if you listen to the previous, previous programs when Carl Higby and I debated foreign policy last year in November, that was Mr. Hart Higby's position as well. So we should just nuke the entire Middle East, turn it into a parking lot, turn all the sand to glass, and just let everything be. But, you know, we can get into that with Carl next week. But he shares the view with Trump, and it is absolutely absurd. Um, when we're talking about doomsday rhetoric, when individuals say that Trump being elected the President of the United States is a serious situation that could lead to the apocalypse, it is not rhetoric. That is an actual situation that could happen if this lunatic actually gets the nuclear codes. And who's going to stop him? Hopefully it'll be you. Perhaps it'll be me. We have to stand against this vile individual who threatens the sanctity of life for every single person on the planet. But have hope, renegade nation. Have hope. Because there are some rumblings that Mr. Trump is looking for a getaway. He's looking for an exit from the presidential race. He would never, of course, admit this. But look at his rhetoric already. He's saying that if he loses the presidential election, A, he's promising a bloodbath, and B, he's saying that the election's already being rigged against him. It's not being rigged against him. His own words are what are ruining his poll numbers, which shock everybody with which to begin that he has any type of support whatsoever. So there's an individual by the name of John Carl, who's ABC's chief White House correspondent, and he reported the other day that Republican leaders are developing a strategy just in case Donald Trump quits the race, right? Because he has, he has a lot of money. He could just say, wake up one day, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm walking away. It would be unprecedented. And Rince Priebus, the absolutely disgusting chairman of the Republican Party, he has also spoken out kind of uh, in... Um, protest if trump were to drop out of the race but it would be unprecedented and nobody knows exactly what would happen if donald trump were to just say hey i quit and his poll numbers are getting so bad it would be in trump's idiotic mind it would be better for him just to walk away now rather than to be completely embarrassed during the presidential election before you know it looked particularly close. Donald Trump was, in fact, leading Hillary Clinton in certain polls, but not anymore, ladies and gentlemen, not after he's opened his mouth and insulted veterans, not after he kicks a baby out of a rally. The American people are looking at him and saying, we really don't want this lunatic as president of the United States, and rightfully so. 
So will Trump drop out? Perhaps. And who would they? Who would the Republican Party stick in there? Ted Cruz, Paul Ryan. I think either of those individuals are trounced by Hillary Clinton. If Trump would just sit back, apologize to the Khan family, and just beat away at Hillary Clinton's numerous scandals, all of her problems, the fact that uh, her husband met with the Red Lynch, the fact that she's not being uh, indicted by the FBI, if if. Donald Trump would stick to those points and keep his opinions to himself about fallen military soldiers and be respectful, he might have a better chance at winning the presidency of the United States. We'll see. This is Renegade Talk Radio. This is Luke Algevani Show. I'll be right back. Thank you. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen, Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Time for part two of the Luke El Giovanni show. During the break, I asked my intern, you please go and get me some more scotch. Even though they tell me I'm not allowed to drink on the radio, I do what I want. Thank you very much. My intern comes back and tells me that they no longer have what I asked them for. So I'm telling you right now, my producers, looking at me through that glass window, you and I are going to have a conversation once this show is over. So, ladies and gentlemen, did you hear about how... George W. Bush slammed Donald Trump. And now George W. Bush believes that Donald Trump's bigotry is going to be the literal end of the Republican Party. Because it's true. There was a private fundraiser in Cincinnati this week. And George W. Bush gave a talk where he subtly said that Donald Trump is going to ruin the Republican Party. Now, that's not really saying much, is it, considering who President Bush is and all of the atrocities that were committed under his regime. He didn't even have a presidency. Tanking the world's economy, nearly starting World War III in the Middle East. But at the same time, George W. Bush didn't want to demolish, didn't want to abolish the Department of Education. He wasn't necessarily sexist or racist. He was... Um, mindful of his rhetoric towards Islamic nations. But according to the former Ohio Secretary of State, Ken Blackwell, who, by the way, is a scumbag, if you want to look up Blackwell, he said that uh, 
George Bush's speech was an interesting exercise of statecraft, and no one could say that Bush directly spoke an attack against Donald Trump, but nobody could miss the fact that he thought there were some cutting-edge issues that Trump's advancing that need to be scrutinized and debated, ladies and gentlemen. But what does that say about Donald Trump's candidacy for presidency of the United States? George Bush said, as long as everyone feels welcome, I think we'll succeed. And is Donald Trump really making all people feel welcome under the big tent in the grand old party? I certainly do not think so, Renegade Nation, and you should not think so as well. It's, it's very telling when a former sitting president of the United States should be doing all that he can to help an individual win and ask yourself, why is he not doing that? Why did George H.W. Bush and Barbara, his wife uh, Barbara Bush come out and say that Donald Trump is not going to be the candidate? And, jo- and President, former President Bush, both of them, are not the only individuals to speak out against Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, there's a Republican congressman by the name of Richard Hanna of New York who embarrassed Donald Trump a couple of days ago by becoming the first sitting member of Congress in the Republican Party to endorse Hillary Clinton's candidacy for President of the United States. Now, Hanna has been a longtime detractor of Trump. He said he's not confident in Trump's abilities. But he never actually came out and said that he wasn't going to vote for Trump until the other day. Now, this all came out in an opinion column where Hannah matter-of-factly said that he finds Trump deeply flawed in endless ways. He says he's a self-involved man who's worth billions, yet is comfortable, almost gleefully, using bankruptcy laws to avoid the consequences of his own choices. Hannah says a man of character would not defend his actions but rather display shame or at least regret. Donald Trump is unrepentant in all things. Think about those average people who paid for his choices. And we'll get into that in a little bit later about the people who are paying for Donald Trump's choices. But Mr. Hanna is correct. Trump is deeply fought and let us count the ways. He's narcissistic, racist, misogynistic, and a pathological liar. But really the final straw for Hanna, as it was for many individuals that have already touched on, is how Donald Trump attacked the family of a fallen U.S. soldier who happened to be Muslim. Bizarre, ladies and gentlemen, for the Republican Party who uses the military as one of the main tenets of what they purport to believe. Congressman Hanna says, in his latest four of insults, Mr. Trump has attacked the parents of a slain U.S. soldier. Where do we draw the line? I thought it would have been when he alleged that U.S. Senator John McCain was not a war hero because he was caught. Or the, other, or the countless other insults he's proudly lobbed from behind the Republican presidential podium. For me, it is not enough to simply denounce his comments. He is unfit to serve our party, and he cannot lead this country. There was a separate interview following the, cana, following the column where Hannah said, I was stunned by the carelessness of his comments. I think Trump is a national embarrassment. And he is, renegade nation. Donald Trump is a national embarrassment. Is he really the guy you want to have the nuclear codes, which we've already covered? Now, here's the kicker. Here's the slam dunk. Hannah says, while I disagree with her on many issues, I will vote for Hillary Clinton. 
I will be hopeful and resolute in my belief that being a good American who loves his country is far more important than parties or winning and losing. I trust she can lead. And I hope individuals who are on the right, who are considering voting for Donald Trump, will take his words to heart. Now, of course, it should be noted that Congressman Hanna is retiring from political life after this term. He's not going to be running. Therefore, he doesn't, he, he doesn't have to face any social or political consequences for his endorsement of Clinton. Hopefully, individuals will follow his lead and they will do what they believe to be right and true in their hearts. And they will join the rest of Americans who are capable of critical thinking in doing whatever they must prevent Donald Trump from winning in November even if it means alienating themselves from their own party, ladies and gentlemen. That, that, to me, that's the hallmark of a true patriot. Uh, I think uh, Congressman Hanna should be applauded. I think that he shows uh, a lot of courage in his statements. Now, speaking about Donald Trump and his unbelievable string of stupidity, what about his top advisor, Paul Manafort, who recently has come under intense scrutiny about his past business dealings to Russia and Ukraine after they came to light in a New York Times article? Mr. Hanna is 67 and he's been a political operative since around the Reagan administration. Now, his greatest achievement and his greatest failure are one and the same. He helped the former president of Ukraine come to power whose name I really can't say I don't know my contemporary friend of mine David Pakman on free speech TV has a wonderful way to pronounce people's names it's Victor F. Yuanikov I don't know how to say his name but this guy literally had to flee his country for corruption after Manafort helped him to gain power and interestingly you know Manafort also helped uh, several other infamous leaders, including the authoritarian Ferdinand Marcos, who ruled the Philippines under martial law. Marcos ruled the Philippines for 20 years, and for the last 10 years, it was under martial law. And he also helped uh, Zaire's dictator, Mobutu Sisi Seko, come to power. So naturally, of course, Trump would select this awful human being to be his top advisor, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you're only as good as the individuals you keep around, no? Now, what, what, what's kind of spellbinding about all this, ladies and gentlemen, is not only that Trump brought on Manafort, but how Trump is so chummy with Vladimir Putin. And if you notice the hypocrisy of the Republican Party not backing away from Trump, because do you recall in 2012 when Mitt Romney called Russia, America's number one geopolitical foe. And people cheered because, indeed, Russia has no pleasant plans for America, do they? Russia isn't thinking of ways to help America. They're thinking of ways to help themselves and to harm America so that they can... Vladimir Putin and the rest of his fascist authoritarian government so they can bring the rest of it to us, if possible. Now, Manafort himself has ties to numerous billionaire Russian and Ukrainian oligarchs. There's an individual by the name of uh, Dimitrio Firtash who was partnered with Manafort, and they were trying to buy the Drake Hotel in New York City, if you guys want to look up this story. Um, and uh, Mr. Firtash uh, 
was exposed by U.S. diplomatic cables to show how he was funneling millions of dollars into the campaign of the former Ukrainian president. So here's Manafort who helps a dictator. Several dictators get to power. Here's a guy who's connected to Russian billionaires who funnel money to help these Russian dictators get to power. Manafort's an individual who persuaded the Ukrainian government to lower grain export tariffs that benefited billion-dollar corporations like Cargill, who later invested $100 million in Ukraine thanks to Manafort's efforts. Some of you will look at that and say, well, great, look, at he brought money to the economy, he helped people. But was he really helping the poor people of Ukraine or was he helping big business in Ukraine? And he's also a friend of Chevron and Exxon who gained leases in Ukraine to look for oil and natural, natural gas resources to export, ladies and gentlemen. So here's a guy who's automatically against the environment. And you think that Mr. Manafort is advising Trump to, you know, be your friend? Is that really what you believe? If you do, I have a bridge to sell you here in Las Vegas. Of course, Manafort, um, they have been... He's done an excellent job of hiding his money. He's done an excellent job of hiding his ties. These are more some of the more high-profile things. There was an interesting scenario where some of Mr. Manafort's business dealings were exposed because a former Ukrainian intelligence official left a box of evidence in a sauna. He was taking a schwitz, and he leaves all this evidence in a sauna. This box of evidence is now being used as evidence in... Uh, in a variety of criminal matters. So the entire contents of the box, we don't know about, but I assure you over time, more of that evidence will be displayed. More of it will be known to the public. Probably not before the, the presidential election concludes, but it's out there. The evidence is there. Now, Donald Trump refuses to release his taxes. Mr. Manafort refuses to register as a lobbyist for Ukraine. And there are a lot of stupid headlines, if you read in the last couple of days about Manafort. Say Manafort may be on the payroll of Ukraine, possibly on the payroll for Ukrainian government. That, that's, there's, no, there's not evidence to show that. There's evidence to show that he has been historically connected to Russian billionaires, Russian oligarchs, dictators around the world. And of course, the media tries to spin it and to say that, you know, he is connected and that he has you know, a payroll type of situation happening. There's no evidence of that. But would it surprise you, considering the things that he has done, if he is accepting money from the Russian government, the Ukrainian government? Wouldn't surprise me, ladies and gentlemen. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Now to round out my Donald Trump segment. Now I got a couple more things for you, I guess. First of all, the Trump Taj Mahal went out of business today. They announced they're going out of business. They're going to keep their doors open until after Labor Day weekend, and then boom, they're done. Trump Taj Mahal obviously has Donald Trump's name. Um, Donald Trump is no longer the owner of Trump Taj Mahal because he sold it after he went bankrupt, and the individual that he sold it to, another billionaire whose name you probably don't know. You know, it doesn't even matter. But Trump Taj Mahal's out of business. They're going to be losing over 2,000 jobs. Basically, Donald Trump ran a casino into the ground. He went bankrupt. He sold the awful business to somebody else. And now the business is going under due to a labor strike. And the casino owners, 
blame the labor strike for the casino going under. If that makes any sense. The bellhops, the bartenders, the dealers, the servers. These are, of course, the individuals who are causing the casino to go under. Has nothing to do with the fact that the casino doesn't want to pay health care premiums to these workers while they're striking for fair wages. And it should be noted that Hillary Clinton, last month, went and stood in front of the Taj Mahal and ridiculed Trump for his stance that he's going to be there for the middle class, that he's going to be there for workers. Ladies and gentlemen, if you believe that, come on. How, how, ladies and gentlemen, how can there be any doubt in the minds of American workers which candidate is actually fighting for the American middle class? It certainly is not Donald Trump. My name is Luke Giovanni. This is Luke Giovanni's show, Renegade Talk Radio, the most shocking and offensive radio network in America. I'll be right back. Thank you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. back ladies and gentlemen third part we're going to close out the show going to continue on with my series of defensive gun use articles defensive gun use stories as i said at the beginning of the program i'm the former national crime reporter for examiner.com at the time one of the biggest websites in the world i was developing a large catalog of defensive gun use stories but only ones that were particularly sexy something involving children um something involving a lot of money or something particularly horrific in in this show now that I no longer have an avenue to produce this type of information except occasionally you can find a story written by me for the anti-media on this subject now I'm bringing you stories that are not reported in the media they are recent stories the stuff I'm going to bring you stories that happened today and just a couple of days ago and they're stories you should know about because I think it's very important for individuals to be aware that crimes are happening in our nation and that individuals are protecting themselves as is their right so jumping into it there's a story that happened today around noon and it's i don't know about seven o'clock here in the desert live at renegade talk radio studio d wonderful studio it happened in lincoln michigan which is not too far from where i lived for a time in the country of michigan and then in the slums of Detroit, ladies and gentlemen. As Tom Wade says, at the corner of Bedlam and Squalor. So, the Clare County Sheriff's Office and the Michigan State Police responded to a breaking and entering. Um, essentially what happened was the resident of the home called 911 and reported a man had broke into their home and was still inside. Uh, the caller alleges that the man refused to leave the home and the man who broke in told the residents I'm not leaving and I just killed a police officer down the street and he had a weapon the man then alleges that the suspect ran through the house and broke into a bedroom where other residents were located in the home and after the man broke into the bedroom he advanced towards the individuals who were in that bedroom and they shot him the, hus- the suspect was taken to the hospital with a gunshot wound. Nobody else was injured during the incident. And it's still pending investigation. It happened a few hours ago. 
Man might live, man might die. Don't know where he was shot, but we do know that he broke into a home where individuals were minding their own business and these Americans used their right to defend themselves, rightfully so. And you have to ask yourself, what would have happened if these individuals did not have a weapon? What would have happened, ladies and gentlemen? As I said, I could do, as I said, I could do this program, this style of program, three hours a day, every day, because it happens all across our country and you're just not notified about it by the national media. So let's talk about a story that happened yesterday, August 3rd, in Myrtle Point, Oregon. Uh, A teenager used a shotgun to defend himself against a burglar at 8 o'clock in the morning yesterday. It's a 15-year-old. He's home alone. Um, The teenager wasn't aware that this burglar was in the house. Uh, The burglar's wandering around looking for property. He comes across the teenager... The teenager flees, goes and gets a shotgun. The burglar allegedly pursues the teen. Uh, The burglar's name was Kenneth John Edwards III. Mr. Edwards pursues the teen. The teen gains access to a shotgun and boom. He shoots Mr. Edwards in the leg. Not a life-threatening injury, but enough to disable this individual. The police arrive... Um, Mr. Edwards is taken to the hospital and the DA concluded that uh, there's not going to be charges against the teens. It's a justifiable use of force. There'll be a grand jury convened for this. You got to ask yourself, what would have happened, ladies and gentlemen, if the teenager didn't have a weapon? What uh, We don't know much about Mr. Edwards' past criminal history, if he had a history of uh, violence, If he had a history of uh, sexual misconduct with children, perhaps it would have been his first time. Perhaps he had just been itching to try it out. In a universe of unlimited possibilities, Renegade Nation, we just don't know what Mr. Edwards would have done. We do know that he broke into a home. We do know that he was vandalizing and stealing property. We know that a teenager tried to get away and that Edwards pursued him and a teenager had no choice but to defend himself. Those are the things that we do know as a fact today. We do know that the prosecutor decided not to press charges because the evidence was so overwhelming to that regard. What would have happened if he didn't have a weapon? Hey, you know what? You be the judge, ladies and gentlemen. You figure it out. I want to go back to August 2nd, two days ago, in Wake County, North Carolina. There was a robbery at a gun store. Think about this stupidity, ladies and gentlemen. A guy goes in with a gun trying to rob a gun store. Gee, do you think that they might have one not hanging on the wall? You think they might have a gun under the register just in case something like this might happen? You have to question the logic of an individual who's going to try and rob a gun store, ladies and gentlemen. This happened at 4.30 Tuesday afternoon. There are two suspects. They walk into the store. They're wearing white masks. They try and lock the front door of the shop. And before the the suspects get the door closed, (laughs) before they can even, before they they come in, before they can get the door closed with their masks on, the employee picks up a gun and fires a shot at the suspects. Doesn't hit one of them. Nobody's hit, but they immediately flee. You have to ask yourself, what would have happened if the gun shop didn't have a gun? It's not much of a question, but once again, Americans are using guns to defend themselves. Once again, the media is not reporting these stories to you. 
And why do you think that they don't want you to hear about these stories? Could it be because they don't want more individuals to know that they can protect themselves, know that they have a right to own a weapon, to defend themselves, to defend their lives, defend their property against individuals who mean to do them harm, Renegade Nation? (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, on and on and on we go. But I'm going to close the program with a story that I've been following since last July. There was new information that came out today. Um, This happened in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, It originally transpired July 17th. There's an 80-year-old individual whose name's Jack Rogers who was attacked in a Taco Bell parking lot. Um, Surveillance video proves that... A man named Jesse Garcia, who was 23 years old, had a, fit of, had a fit of road rage or parking lot rage, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Garcia attacked the elder Jack Rogers, reached through his uh, Rogers vehicle window, punched Rogers in the face. Rogers had a weapon and boom, he shot Garcia. And uh, guess what? Garcia died in the parking lot. And that's kind of what you get when you attack somebody in their vehicle, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you get. Here's an elderly man getting himself a taco for lunch. This 23-year-old punk tries to... Who knows? Tries to rob him. Tries to beat up this old man for whatever reason. And we're not even going to get into the stipulations about why Garcia might have attacked an 80-year-old man. There's no justification for assaulting somebody in public, ladies and gentlemen. None. There's no justification. But the reason that I bring this story to you is because today the prosecutor's office decided that the shooting was justified, that Mr. Rogers is not going to face charges in the death of Garcia, and rightfully so, quite frankly. You're going to attack somebody in their vehicle. Why don't you just assume that they have a gun, Okay. That's why when I live, I live in Las Vegas. This is an open carry state. That's why I'm very polite out in public, ladies and gentlemen. I hold the door. I say please and thank you. But I was raised to be respectful, ladies and gentlemen, as you should be, because you never know in the United States of America where there are over 300 guns and a trillion rounds of ammunition, who has a weapon? So Garcia's dead. Not going to lose any sleep. I'll have a bloody steak when this show's over. A couple more drinks. And I'm going to call it a night because I think there's one less scumbag on the street. But that's it. That's the end of my program. My name's Luke Giovanni. This is Luke Giovanni's show. This is the end of our third episode. Thank you very much for listening. I'm a journalist with the Anti-Media, the Occupy Democrats. I'm the editor-in-chief of Ruthless Politics and WTF Magazine. You can follow me on my fan page, Luke Giovanni, with over 180,000 fans around the world and growing. You can contact me on my personal profile if you like. I do answer questions and I accept queries. You can... Uh, Contact me if you want to talk to me about the program. If you have story leads or anything that you think might be of interest, I'd be happy to check it out. Um, You can also forward me information or contact me at lkelgiovanni at consultant.com. You're free to call my producer, Richard Kepler, here at Renegade Talk Radio. Richard, by the way, is the literal founder of internet radio. He's the literal founder of it, ladies and gentlemen. That's why Renegade Talk Radio is his big and as great as it is today. That's all I have for you right now. I hope that you'll join me next week with Carl Higby. We're going to be doing um, special conversations, and there's going to be a debate. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. I'll see you on Tuesday. Goodbye. Goodbye.